This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 26, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The smiles on Capitol Hill featuring President Obama and healthcare lobbyists appeared to have one purpose, getting healthcare companies to voluntarily cut revenues. But Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, believes the kumbaya moment served another purpose. It gave government budgeters the impetus to cook the books. The big media event that President Obama held with uh, lobbyists for the healthcare industry certainly seemed to be a big deal. You had six very powerful lobbying groups representing insurance companies, doctors, drug makers, and so forth, committing to reducing healthcare spending or the growth of healthcare spending by 1.5 percentage points per year. Now, that doesn't sound like very much, but over the course of 10 years, that is $2 trillion worth of savings. By uh, strange coincidence, that's almost exactly as much as President Obama would need to pay for his plans for universal health insurance coverage for all Americans. So it certainly seemed to be a big step on the road toward universal health insurance coverage. Well, after that uh, big media event, we learned that it wasn't quite the big deal that the uh, Obama administration had made it out to be. Soon after that event, the members of those lobbying groups began calling their Washington offices and saying, hey, wait, did we really commit to reduce the growth of our revenues that way? And then the lobbyists had to tell their members, no, actually, the president misrepresented what we had agreed to. We didn't agree to $2 trillion over the first 10 years. It wasn't 1.5 percentage points each year. That, that was the ultimate goal. The industry started backing away, which really confirms the the rule uh, of uh, one of these one of the rules of politics, which is that lobbyists never uh, propose to reduce revenues for their own members. If they did, they would be fired and replaced with new lobbyists. So uh, one so so you wonder what was going on here. Well, one of the things that happened was uh, they were working toward an agreement. The Obama administration, according to the New York Times, went public with that agreement before it was really ironed out exactly what was the amount of savings and how the industry was going to reach that amount. Uh, But there are some who, myself included, who suspect that there was another motivation here. As I said, President Obama's plans for universal coverage would cost about $2 trillion over 10 years. Now, that money's got to come from somewhere. To come up with $2 trillion, you either have to raise taxes or you have to cut spending elsewhere in order to, to pay for that. And usually uh, what, the, uh, what healthcare reformers do is they look at where the government is paying healthcare providers too much and they try to cut those payments. But every time President Obama has floated the idea of raising taxes, he's gotten pushback, not just from uh, the, the, the public or lobbyists, but from members of his own party. There are Democrats like Ways and the the uh, uh, chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Charlie Rangel from New York, who's pushed back against uh, those proposals. And every time President Obama proposes to cut payments to healthcare providers, he gets pushback from those healthcare providers, like the insurance companies who participate in the Medicare Advantage program, which allows seniors to choose uh, from among private insurance plans, or the home health care agencies that provide home health care to seniors on uh, on Medicaid. So the Democrats have, the, they're, they're in sort of a, a bind here. They want universal coverage. They want that very badly. That is the goal of health care reform for them. But it's going to cost $2 trillion. And every time they try to come up with some way to raise the money, 
they get pushed back and it's going to be very difficult to do. So one thing that they're trying to do to get around that problem or get out of that bind is to have the Congressional Budget Office, which is Congress's nonpartisan number crunchers, assume that there are going to be savings that result from some of their reforms. And they have a whole list of reforms that they think are, uh, are going to produce savings, things like electronic medical records, um, using uh, more, or, uh, encouraging more preventive care, which is thought will, uh, by some, to reduce spending by avoiding the need for more expensive services down the line. Uh, other reforms that are designed to reduce the growth of healthcare spending. But the problem is that the Congressional Budget Office, with all its number crunchers and all its economists, have poured through all the economic literature about these uh, reforms and have concluded that there's no evidence that these things are going to uh, reduce spending. In fact, what the Congressional Budget Office says is, you can give people electronic medical records, and that might help them avoid having to do unnecessary, you know, a second MRI because they lost the results of the first one. If if it's if the results are stored electronically, they might, you know, they they wouldn't have to do a second one. But what makes more of a difference, what really constrains spending, is the financial incentives. So even if you give someone an electro, a system of electronic medical records, you encourage that. If they still have a financial incentive to perform more services or to do more diagnostic tests, they're going to follow the financial incentives. And all you're going to do with the electronic medical records, uh, the joke goes, is encourage people to do the wrong thing faster. The CBO says that until you change the financial incentives, you're not going to get spending. It's a very sensible, uh, a very defensible position, and, and it's based on uh, the academic literature, the economic literature about how doctors and hospitals behave. But the Democrats are determined to get to uh, to get the CBO to assume that these reforms will achieve savings in the absence of any evidence. And in fact, the chairman of the tax writing committee in the Senate, which is the Senate Finance Committee, and the chairman is Max Baucus from Montana. Senator Baucus has said that unless the CBO changes the way it scores these reforms, so unless the CBO assumes that these reforms will find savings, then healthcare reform is in jeopardy. So what then was the so that's led a lot of people to question whether the purpose of uh, the recent media event at the White House was all about getting the industry on board with saying, "Hey, CBO." These reforms will achieve savings. The electronic medical records, the uh, be better coordinated care, more preventive care. We can reduce healthcare spending with these reforms. So come on, give us that score that we're after. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.